Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is Scott. Today I'm giving my initial thoughts and reflection on Star Trek Discovery Season 4 Episode All In. And I must say the end made the whole episode worth it. It was fun. All the little bits that I got to see. Uh, spoilers by the, by the way. Got to see Awashikan, if, I say, if I'm saying her name right, kick some ass. We, we got to see a lot of her this, ep- this episode of the, of the primary bridge crew. That is the only person we got to see outside of Saru and Samus who are coming in and out. So there's a, a, a large part of the people you didn't really get to spend any time with. And we got to see some new aliens. And we uh, got to see them somewhat having fun with each other and trying to team up with each other to kick out the people that were trying to take over the, the syndicate from the girl from season 3, the baddie that got killed. And then them doing that but then having to go toe to toe and then of course book kicking her butt. But Michael knew going in she was going to lose so she tracked it which is great. But the biggest part of the episode that was like game changer really was what the DMA is and the function and how it relates to them and what's going on. Come to find out, it's all mining equipment. The whole thing is mining equipment, which is like, uh, holy cow, if that's their mining equipment, imagine their weapons. Just like they said in the, just like they said in, in, <laughs> in the episode. So, if they try to turn that off, they could actually get people with superior firepower on the doorstep and cause cause a, a conflict that could lead to a war, and a war that they can definitely not win if simple mining equipment is what is destroying all these plants. What, what destroyed Quajon was mining equipment. Imagine their phasers or their torpedoes. So going forward, it's going to be interesting what they show, but it really puts the it really puts this this species into perspective. There, there, and it's. I, th- I think it's um. It's way better than, than than what they did last season. Even though last season it was it was it was it wasn't it wasn't sloppy writing. Or it wasn't it, was, it wasn't stupid. It wasn't ridiculous. I mean, the universe is a scary place. There's things that can happen at any time in different areas of 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 of, of the universe that are triggered by inconsequential things that you cannot predict so the conclusion of season three is just in comparison to other star trek then yeah that's going to be a letdown but if you look at it the fact that like q says in q who space is cold and scary with things that could like like freeze your soul or, or whatever having something that connects to someone on the planet which then could have a defense mechanism which could cause mass destruction isn't necessarily unprecedented it's just in comparison to other Star Trek TV shows and movies, it's kind of underwhelming. But if you take it in a literal sense, like yeah, space is scary. Crazy stuff can happen that you cannot, you cannot, you cannot predict. So I'm not, I'm not a detractor of season three and what what they did. I thought it was pretty ingenious to show that even a small thing could have a huge could have a huge consequence. Now the lead up to it and how you got got to that maybe doesn't line up with the end with the end result line but the end result 
is more of the conversation rather than the lead-up because the lead-up you don't know what you're dealing with you have to investigate things and sometimes things are simpler than what the investigation was going through so not 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 against that but this one here it's just mining equipment it's like in, in some ways it's less than a screaming child causing the burn because it's just mining equipment you cannot predict that could be mining equipment that's like the uh, that that's like simply like um, the toss ep- the the toss of those doomsday machines, like stuff, and it's mining equipment that destroyed Kuijian, and was going random places and just destroying it because they were mining to supply their power source to keep their dome activated. So, I hope as we uh, as it goes on, we get more information about this species and they don't hide it to the last episode. That's the one thing I really don't like when shows do. I want it to be more like Prodigy, where we learn about spoilers for the last episode, the tenth episode of, uh, spoilers for the tenth episode of Prodigy, where they, where we, the audience, get to find out that, that the, 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 the protostar has a weapon on it well, that'll turn Federation ships against each other, so we know that. Gwen lost her memory, so that means that we know something more than the crew does. So as we're as as we're anticipating the next ten episodes, we have that information to fuel our theories. So same thing here. They could tell us something that the rest of the crew does not know. And so going forward, we'll have to see how they get to that answer. So rather than making up our own stuff and then being let down by how quote unquote unimagined the uh, end result is from the writers, we'll already know what it is, and so our, our curiosity of how will the crew come to the same conclusion as we already know. Like, will they do that? Probably not. They're going to stretch, they're going to stretch, they're going to stretch it out until the season finale, but it'd be, it'd be cool, kind of cool if we knew more than what the cast did, so that way when we're Come up with these fan theories. We have what actually going to occur. The curiosity is more how the crew comes to find it. But all, all in all, the episode was good, and we got some more advance. Getting a stern talking to from Relic, and then finding out that Burnham definitely is Captain Materials, where that she would go against Book because of the greater good that it possesses. So, season five, will Book and Michael still be on the same terms? I mean, maybe they'll be able to come, come, come together. Michael is pretty forgiving, and as long as Book doesn't do too much into the realm of, of screwing things up, then she might be able to go, okay, I, I accept your apology. But if he willfully and knowingly does something... It's, I don't think she'd be able to, 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 to forgive that, but who knows? Michael Burnham surprises you sometimes, how she was in season one and season two, and, and how, how she changed season three and season four, so you never know where, 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 where she's going to go. And that's kind of good, because it's all about, about the journey of oneself. You start, you start at A, and you work your way to Z. Z doesn't look like A, so who's to say? Um, oh, uh, on all episode was was pretty good we got to see a couple callbacks we got to see changelings we got to see tribble we got to see 
we got to we got to see a Wasticon kick some ass. That was cool because you don't get don't really get to get to see any of the other bridge crew do much anything. This one here, she won the fight, which pushed the which pushed the story forward. So it's really all on her. If she didn't do that, if she wasn't there, then they wouldn't have been able to do what they had done. Now, of course, if the actress wasn't available, they would figure out a different way of doing it. But in universe, without her, it wouldn't have happened. So that was pretty cool that you made that 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 that, that they made her be the the part that pushed the story forward. So I'm really looking forward to the next ep the next step the next ep the next episode to see if they just use the spore drive to jump over to see what this place is just to get some readings. But who's to say? Maybe if they went there, it'd be too anticlimactic when they get to the when they get to the the finale. But there's not a lot of episodes left before we get there. We're we're at the halfway mark, so. We gotta start tightening that stuff down. So, guess we we will see what happens in the next episode. I'm excited for. It. I'm just glad now that we've that they've got the stuff that they need. They can go after the DMA. It can be created now. They're tracking it. So it's all gonna come to a head, which means unfortunately the conclusion of season four. But we already know we're getting into season five. The car is gonna follow. So it's not like our Star Trek content. Is going to be going, 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 going anywhere. We've had it since August of last year, so <laughs> well, we're good. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm excited to see what comes next. That will conclude this podcast. Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Tractor. This is Scott. This is going to be a podcast about the apparent hate of this episode. Uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, episode All In that just came out. And I have yet to see a favorable review of this uh, episode anywhere at all. And I think it's because they all of them forget that Discovery has never been about here is what the thing we have to do is. Let's go directly to it. There's always a an advancement of what's happening and how it's developing which leads to where it goes and then it circles around to get to the main conclusion of the series arc kind of like uh, Voyager where they get stuck in the Delta, the, the Delta Quadrant and they have to go through all these things to get to where they gotta go to get home so you can't just rush there you can just go to the point that you the most thing that makes the most sense because it's not a, not a sure thing. So, this episode, while contained to a casino, wasn't necessarily about the casino. And it wasn't necessarily about the DMA. It was about showing Book and Michael that they are, they are going to stop each other. Before, it was kind of like a, please don't, please don't. And he did. And now is one last final time that they're going to interact with, interact with each other. And where Book says, I'm doing this regardless of our relationship because this is what I feel is right. And then Michael said the exact same thing about her position. So, and then you have two characters that now have to 
battle each other out because it saves it saves it from ha having to happen in the next episode that I saw on the writing room. Now they don't have to have this conversation anymore because he already had it now. They got that they got it out of the way. So instead of burning through screen time of him of, of, of Michael trying to get book to stop doing what doing what, what he's doing and and burn up 10 minutes of, of, of time through conversation in the next episode they had it now in the casino and you also advance the situation between Tarka and book because when Tarka was explaining it to book a couple episodes ago about the way he wants to stop the DMA, he made it out like he had all the stuff, 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 stuff going on, all his ducks and ducks in a row. And then come to find out, he did have all his ducks in his row, which now makes Book a little bit more. Are is this a thing? Are you able to do this? Are you all talk? So, I think all that is chipping away at the camaraderie and the dual focus that they combined on. To stop this DMA because of what happened with Lark with Tarka in his past and what happened with Kajan with Book. It brought it brought them together and he they, he understood. But now Tarka's kind of chipping away at that connection they had on their uh, united goal of stopping the DMA. And so even though that's been chipped away, the the, the potential of still being able to stop the DMA to what happened to Kajan doesn't happen again. He's kind of a little bit books a little bit blind to it he's not thinking rational he's not thinking rationally which is the case for anybody in a high stakes situation not always are you making the choice you need to make because it's the right one you're making the one because emotionally it feels like it's the right one which in hindsight usually isn't the right choice but you learn and you grow from it and you don't make that same mistake same mistake again so a lot of this episode had nothing to do with the overarching plot of the of the of the of the of the season four itself it had everything it had everything to do with Michael and Book drawing a line in the sign, drawing a line in the sand, saying, "I'm going to do what I'm going to do, regardless of you." And then the other person, Michael, saying, "Well, I'm going to have to stop you." So that frees up the next episode. If they're having their confrontation in their thing, that they're not going to have that time to do it then. And this also, like I said a minute ago, added that. There's, there's, there's elements that Tarka is not being completely honest about with Book, which Book is going to perceive that that could be a thing that's going to be, be coming to go on again, and eventually could lead him to turning against, to, against Tarka. And what I hate in any show, no matter what it is, is if someone turns on someone just because the story says so, there has to be like an action or an event or something that leads that character to feel that the other person is not doing them right. And so, if in one episode, Tarka's like, yeah, well, we can do it like this. And Book's like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And like two episodes later, because somebody says, says something off the cuff, he's like, oh, I'm going to change my entire philosophy now. Well, based off of what? Well, now we know. We have something to look to. This episode right here, where Tarka tells him, oh, we can do that, but we got to do this first. Like, how many more of those are we going to have, Tarka? Is pretty much what Book is thinking. Ra is, is thinking right about now. So, there's a chance that Book might stop doing what he's doing because Tarka was all talk and didn't really have any action. So, it's entirely possible that what Book wants to do isn't possible because of Tarka's um, uh, overstimulated ego. 
So we we yet 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 to see how how that goes. The last part of this episode changed the whole entire dynamic of of all the stuff, knowing that the that the DMA is just mining equipment, like mining equipment. Like I'm thinking of of of, of a Smallville episode where the Bizarro was at the mines and they had this like the backhoes and everything else, and that's what this DMA is. It's a backhoe. Imagine the crazy stuff that they could have, technologically speaking, if the DMA is a backhoe in their eyes. So it definitely raises stakes a lot, just in that one little part. So the first part, the first part of it, with with Vance and uh, the president and Michael, and then and then Vance playing double-sided stuff with Michael saying, "Hey, do this," but I'm not gonna say you did this, and then. And then her going to the same place booked it. It makes sense because they both have the same same connections. I think people forget that Michael Burnham and Book lived together for a year doing courier stuff, going to all kinds of different places, doing different things that couriers do, and him telling her all of all of what he does at his job and training her to do the same thing. To where in this ep- to where this ep- to this this episode, they would figure to go to the same place. And so they would interact with interact interact with with each other, and a lot of people are like, "Well, why didn't she just go down there and take him and punch him and sock him and whatever else?" There's a whole bunch of people down there that could stop Michael, and then he would flee anyway. So that would be the most sloppiest writing ever, if if book ran into Burnham and then Burnham and O were like, "Hey, we gotta take you in," and then they like punch him and sock him and drop him unconscious and drag him over to the thing and transport out. Uh, that's not how it would play. The people down there are all people that know Book. They don't necessarily know B- Burnham. They've known her for a year. They're going to side with the person they've known for years or known of or has a reputation for a lot longer, which is going to be Book. So them punching and kicking and screaming and getting them out of there isn't going to happen. So her putting the tracking device on the, on the uh, thing, that's the best the best thing that they could do in the in the situation where any time something could change and it could be bad or make it worse and a lot of people are complaining about the whole why did they just spore jump to this area well if you haven't been to the area i don't think you can have the coordinates for said area like if, if it's uncharted you don't know what the coordinates are so you can't go there so we there's a lot of the the um, the burn in season three that we learned about didn't happen for a long time in Star Trek history. So we come into the into the thirty second century and it, the burn happened like hundred and thirty five years earlier, which means from twenty to sixty one or so, all the way till the year three thousand, there was no burn. So space was being explored, stuff was being. De- the de, uh, detected in the in the in the in the in the thing, so you could or probes were being launched or ships were doing things, so you could ar- you could argue that there is a way to get coordinates for something and then your ship does other stuff. So there's, I mean, you could go to the to, to, to the area, but what are you jumping into, right? So even if you did, even if you could blindly figure out coordinates, you still have to know what you're going into. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Q who. You're going to spore jump into the middle of this worst thing, and then you aren't going to be able to go out of it. So going down there to get the star charts to see what's in that area, 
and then core and then going off of it going up off of it with um with zora probably the best course of action so they can um they can jump over to that that uh, boundary zone in with a little bit more education attached to it so they're not just jumping into the shallow end thinking it's the deep it, it, they're not jumping into the shallow not jumping into the shallow end thinking it's the the uh, deep end because that hurts done it well it jumped into the shallow end i knew it was the shallow end i just didn't realize it was that shallow but um uh, i think the, i think all the hate is is unnecessary People misunderstand what, what 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 Discovery's been about for the last four years. It's never been about straight to the point. It's about the story, the characters, and how the characters get from point A to point B. So I think that the episode, while could be viewed as filler, it wasn't really. It it had Book and Burnham both doubling down on their commitment to their to their uh, to their uh, their ideals and what they're going to do and that it is bigger than their relationship and regardless if it ends it or not they're going to do what they're going to do what they're, do what they're going to do into my eyes I appreciate that scene and that episode happening uh, when it did cuz it did it won it, it doubled down on on their their commitment it showed Tarka is not necessarily reliable and might not be saying all the things that um, are actually are true to the situation that he's trying to to, to, to to prevent. So that allows Book to be a little suspicious of what's happening, which then in another episode could allow him to pull back or stop or change his mind on something or maybe even uh, take over what's happening. Because you don't have that reveal, then it would be unfounded for him to do that because nothing we saw would have made that make sense. But because he did what he did here in the first part of the episode, telling him that, oh, we first need to go get this thing, told him, what else is he not telling me? So that makes the next, ep the next episode, episode 9, more streamlined. Because then we won't have Book and B Burnham trying to come to each other's uh, mindsets. We've already had it. So they'll just, like, well, like we saw, spoilers, by the way, in the next episode, if you haven't seen that clip, so spoilers that they found him in that rogue that rogue that that that, that rogue planet they'll jump in and now they're just going to have to try to battle battle each other to uh, get that to to get them to stop and that probably ship goes down and then they have to they have to find the ship and that's what leads to that one episode that that one uh, next time on thing where they're on the surface of the planet with their guns or whatever and they're going and looking for stuff for something so next week's episode is probably going to make up for this week's ep episode this week's episode was high on character not so much on the on the action which is good i mean when you can look at an episode and you can look at the psychology of it and you could talk for a while, then you know it did something good. Not to mention the whole Cobra thing in Stamets when he's in his quarters and he's talking about how his his uh his situation and he was cleaning and how mental health and how how Cobra and Stamets, while they aren't exactly the same on what's happening to them, they both understand what's happening because 
they've been in similar they've been in similar situations. This was very much a psychological a psychological episode about character, and uh, rather than the action, 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 action. And I've been watching I've been watching all four years of of Discovery multiple times, multiple episodes all the time, because all the breakdowns of that 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 people do. So it shouldn't be a mystery to anyone on the playbook that Discovery's followed is the same way it's followed the entire time. You've never just gone straight to. It's always been about the character, the psychological, or action, or a mixture of all of all of all three. So I think that the hate that this episode is be giving is kind of unwarranted. I mean I didn't I didn't when I first watched it I was sleepy so I missed like half had missed half of it. But if you look at the episode as an episode rather than the DMA it's not the it's not the DMA show. That's never what it was never what it was gonna be. Like the burn, the burn was never the burn show. We always went somewhere else. It's just this time the DMA is actually occurring in real time rather than the burn happening a hundred years ago and people saying Michael leave it, leave it alone. So the dynamic between the burn and the DMA is different, but how the characters are approaching it is the same. As it has been for season one, season two, and season three. So as long as the show mixes it up, where you have action, you have drama, and you have psychological character character development, then you're fine because you can look at the at the season as a whole when you're talking about discovery rather than one episode at a time. So one episode might not be the most perfect, but then another episode is great. And then the next episode is greater, and then this episode is more—it's more thought of as oh, this is when Michael and and Book decided that their relationship was not going to be more important than what the D, what the DMA is, and what and what they're going to do. It's going to be the turning stone to it. It's like episode. Uh, it's like Prodigy, when Dal did the Kobayashi Maru, and he talked to all those. Old cast members when he was on the bridge, and Spock told him those things, and it really changed him. That episode was his, and so when we got to the last ep- last episode of the first season half of that, Dal said we have to make a plan. It can't be one. Can't be one. Can't be one. Can't be one of my screwballs uh, plans. That's because of what happened in that episode when he was having his own cu- his own cup his own kabayashi. So this episode with book and book and and uh, Burnham is similar to is similar to that. Before they were like, please don't do this, I'll have to stop you. But there was still a chance that they're gonna be able to, be able to get through to that person and talk to them on a different level. Kinda like um when Burnham was gonna do that cone of silence thing on the bridge and talk to and talk to the person in the previous in the previous in the previous episode. I think it was this season. So they're not gonna do that because they just did it now. So I think when we get to the end of season four and we reflect on it and we think about the episodes as a whole and how they kind of come together and how they play off of each other and what stories advance the plot, what stories advance the character, and what episode cause a conflict between two characters, this one is going to be viewed differently than what it is right now. Because right now we all want to know what's going on with all of what's going on with all with the DMA. Who's controlling the the, the the DMA. Where's it at right now? People don't necessarily care about Book and Burnham going to a to a casino. 
They don't care about them playing off of each other's emotions. They don't care about that right now because that's not what's important. Right now, it's all about the DMA. Once we know what's, who's controlling the DMA, once we know how that DMA can stop being working, then we'll go back and we'll reflect on the episode and we might view things about the individual episode differently. We'll be like, we'll have the whole story. So we'll look back at things that might have been minor or we were indifferent to and then come back and go, oh, okay, well, that episode there is when Michael and Book were like, all right, we aren't going to make it past this. You're, you're stuck in your convictions. You're stuck in yours. And, I, we're, and we're both right to ourselves. And then this leads down to this. And then whoever knows what's going to happen between Tarka and Book based off the casino episode where we learned that Tarka's not exactly being honest about what he exactly doing because beforehand he was all like high and mighty for sure and really factual. This is this, this is this, this is that, and this is all true. And then now that that I think this episode kind of sprinkles doubt on in book. So without the casino episode, we wouldn't have that doubt. And so if he's going to turn against Tarka, why? What made him turn against Tarka? That's something that happened off camera. Okay, stop sloppy writing. So. We can't, we can't pick and choose which parts we want to, we, we want to latch onto and then, and then, and then critique just because it doesn't fit what we want the episode to be. So I think we should just say it was a filler episode. Sure. Had a cool reveal, had some psychological stuff, 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 stuff going on. It progresses the characters. And the plot because you had to do 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 the thing that Tarka Tarka lied about, but later, when we reflect on it, we might view it differently. It won't be as filler. It'll be like that project episode I was talking about, to where they came to terms. This is final. We'll be able to point to the time it, it, it became final, and we'll be able to point to the time that Tarka was lying. So I think it's gonna it's gonna suit the story from a character perspective and a psychological perspective going forward. Because it's not day of the week episode. It's not like going from yesterday's, yesterday's, yesterday's Enterprise into the next one or the one before. I think every single episode kind of contributes to the overall tone and ideology of the season as a whole. So judging it just by one episode is like judging pro- uh, Prodigy by just one half of the episode. Because that's basically what they, what they were doing. We saw one half of that episode on one week, the other half on the next. And then once you see the whole, then your perception of how that first part might be different because you saw the second. So for Discovery, it's the whole season. You go, okay, so this led to this, led to that, led to this, and you're seeing all these different beats, then it's actually more enjoyable in hindsight. Because right now we're in the middle of it. We're in the thick. We're trying to figure out how all this is happening. And our focus is only on the DMA. We don't care about all the scenery. But that scenery is important. Because just like the burn, that's a scary thing. That's something that we can't predict or no one would be able to guess happened in the universe actually happened. This DMA could fall on the same lines. Who knows what's going on when we make contact with these people. If they even understand us. Or... If we have even have a way of to defeat them, because remember, the DMA to them is a backhoe. It's mining equipment. So imagine their warp drive. Imagine their weaponry. Imagine their ability to uh, to fight people. 
the Federal, it, it's it's like the Borg and Q-Who. That's what we're doing right now. We want Michael Burnham to Q-Who in Discovery. And last time I checked, Q-Who did not end too well. 18 people died. And then that led to First Contact, which they barely beat. So, I think them being cautious and them trying to learn about the area that they're, that they're trying to go to before they make contact with this super advanced species is wise. And along the way, there's going to be missteps. There's, there's going to be things that come up that have to get done before you can go there. It's like, it's like if I want to go to Disneyland, I still got to put the gas in my car. It's important. I can't just start driving because I'm, ooh, Disneyland. No, I have to first put the gas in the car. I got to go get supplies. I got to get a change of clothes. There's are things that are involved in my trip to Disneyland. So it's just like in, like in, like in, like in Discovery. You find out about the, about the DMA. You try to reach out to other people about the DMA. Then you try to explore where the DMA is. Then you find someone that knows how to stop the DMA. Then you figure out that your way of doing things is in is in in stark contrast to what the other person wants to do. Then you come to terms that that your relationship is not going to survive it if you do it. But your your convictions are stronger than the relationship and the the galaxy or the universe is at stake. So when you think you're right, you're gonna do it. So far, that's where we're at. We're almost at Disneyland, but we still gotta go through all these steps. And then afterwards, we'll be able to reflect on it and go, oh, okay. It's more powerful now because this moment here happened rather than it being absent. If it's not there, then you have to, you have to leave on, on, the, uh, on headcanon. Well, what led this person to do that? What led this event to go to this thing? If you don't see it, then you can't count. It's just a bunch of maybe and wasn't a big fat question mark. And question marks suck, especially if you have too many of them. So, granted, at first viewing and second viewing, on the overall scope of the whole entire season, and the DMA and the dangers of what that could mean, yes, them going to a casino and playing the game and trying to get this thing, and then them doing the fighting thing, might seem trivial, but it leads, it, it leans into the character side of the, of the season rather than the event. And then later on, like I, like I said a few times now, your interpretation of the individual episode might be different based off of the outcome of what happened and how these characters, while on different paths, eventually narrows into one path and we'll be able to go, oh, okay, I see that now. And then when, you, when it says season finale and it goes fade to dark and that's it, you'll be able to reflect on that season four and go, Oh, okay, so this led to this, led to this, led to that. And when someone that hasn't even seen Discovery Season 4, they're like, so what happened? You'll be able to say it, and then they'll their questions will be answered by things that you actually saw on camera rather than what you think happened. So, I thought this episode was good from a character standpoint and brought different kind of interest into the dynamic between Book and Tarka. So it allows for it to expand on all those fronts. And then we learn at the conclusion what the DMA is, which is huge. So we got a lot of everything. We got to see O, o, o in the ring, fighting and kicking, kicking some ass. 
we saw book questioning what exactly Tarka's doing, and we got to see Michael and Book go, my convictions are stronger than our relationship, and I feel like I'm right, and I'm gonna have to stop you, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to have to do this regardless. So now we have all that stuff in the past. We have this. We have the the thing we need. Now they're gonna go and do it. So I think that this episode was a turning point in season four. I think they've done all they all they can do now with that. That now we're just gonna see the the ramifications of choices made in this episode. So while not needed at the moment because we don't know what's what's coming next, what comes next might make this episode more impactful. So. I think we should just give this episode a, a break a little bit and see what's coming and then look back at it. And if we still think that the this this episode was eh, then fine. But I think we need to give it a little little bit of time to kind of just finesse and just chill and kind of like just eat a little bit and see what it develops into based off what comes next. So Star Trek Discovery Season 4 has already been given a season five so i'm long for i'm along for the ride i've seen every episode multiple multiple times and i know that star trek discovery likes to do the long con and along the way you get a lot of fun moments and then those those moments you're able to decipher and break down into different ways rather than just being superficial with it so one of the good things about Discovery is it allows you to have a conversation about characters because each time a different episode has a focus on a different character, even though it not, might not be a, l a lot of depth into it. Like Stannis, when he was, um, when he was saying Zora needs to not be what, be, be what she's doing. And then Guy over the glasses is like, well, I was just going to remove you from the ship. Or, or Jet saying her little quips about stuff. So it gives little itty bitty things on each character and then that puts it onto somebody else and somebody else runs with it and it just keeps on going. It's like the baton. It keeps on going and changing and the situation keeps on maturing until we get to the until we get to the finale and then you get to do a, you get to think back on it and be like, okay wow, that episode wasn't wasn't actually that actually that bad. So for a show when the when it's not episode to episode and it's more of an overarching story arc from the, the main event to individual storytelling, you got to give it the whole picture. You got to wait for the whole picture. So right now we're looking at one little piece of the Mona Lisa. We got to live, give it a chance. Then we got to step back, look at the whole thing and see how that one piece makes the whole painting look. So that will conclude this podcast on my thoughts and uh, irritation with the hate that this episode has got.